You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And and, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Four Fit Fatherhood Podcast, a podcast for fathers by fathers. We talk about the four pillars of fatherhood, which are faith, family, finance, and fitness. And uh, I'm excited again to be on here to uh, do another episode. I'm doing it um, kind of live, so I'm actually bringing on Instagram. Fo- oh, there they go. Bringing on Instagram followers right now. A um, couple of little quick housekeeping things. Uh, like I mentioned before, this month we're continuing to talk about um, community, talking about brotherhood, talking about you know not having to do this thing alone. Um, talking about as fathers, how we build a community that helps build us uh, so that we become better men, better husbands and better fathers. Um, I have been saying accountability, right? Accountability, accountability, uh, which is one of the more important things of uh, having a brotherhood or having a community. Um, And I have been super busy this week, so I have not been on here as much as I should have in terms of doing it lives. I think last week I was six of seven this week is I think this is the first time um, that I've been live. So uh, I felt it was only right to do a live podcast episode. Uh, No interview today, just me. Um, But I do want to talk about something that I think is really important that I've seen come up a few times. And it's it's environment, right? It's talking about like the community that we have around us, the 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 areas of support that we have. Um, I think a lot of times we talk about manhood and we talk about being men. Uh, we have to we have this idea, this mentality that we have to tough it out and do everything on our own. Um, I remember when I was a kid, um, you know, there was a, a thing. It was like a, a stereotype, maybe, or it was just a reality. Like men didn't ask for directions. Like if you got lost, you just kept driving until you found it. Right. You didn't pull over and ask for directions. You didn't ask for help if you don't need it. I actually struggle with that from time to time myself is like if I'm struggling with something, I would rather struggle through it on my own and figure it out than to ask for help. Um, and I'm getting better at that as I get older. I think more that I realize that, you know, I don't have to do everything by myself. Um, the more I start to ask for help and reach out, get mentorship, get coaching. Um, I think people people find it funny that as a coach, I have a coach, right? Even in strength and conditioning, I've been a strength and conditioning coach at every level, professionally, all the way down. Um, and, and still, I'm actually in my gym right now. That's why the background and surroundings look different. Um, I just opened up a new gym two months ago. And um, I'm in that new gym right now. Don't have much on the wall, so it's kind of bare. It's just this little thing behind me. But anyway, um, because the focus has been on training athletes, not on making it look pretty. But I still have a coach, right? I've coached professional athletes, Super Bowl champions, uh, you know, MLB champions, right? World Series champs, college champs. Like I've, I've done it all in terms of strength and conditioning of every sport, and I still get coached by coaches. Because I know that it's important to have somebody hold me accountable for my actions, right? And I do the same thing in my businesses. I do the same thing in my fatherhood. The accountability is important. And that's why having a community is important. But this particular episode is about environment. Not the the environment, like global warming and all that. But I'm talking about the environment that you put yourself in 
and the environment that you put your children in. Um, I've had a couple of posts uh, as of late that have been talking about the environment um, that children, that you place your children in and how important that is uh, for us. I know a lot of times we talk about that and we say, you know, parents are the most influential people in a, ch in a child's life. And that is true to a point, right? All the way through, through elementary school and maybe right up to middle school, um, you do have a huge influence in, in who your child is, what your child does. But I think in middle school, they start to they start to start to transition a little bit. Um, and those outside influences start taking a little bit more precedence, not more than you, but they start creeping in on your territory. Right. When you were the most influential person in their life from the age of birth to probably 12 or 13. Now their friends at school start having a little influence. You notice they start dressing a little different. They start saying little cool slang words. They start doing things a little differently because those outside influences are now starting to creep in as they start to find their own identity, trying to create like who they are. So this episode, like an episode I've done before, I, I'm going to uh, kind of play some videos that you guys may have seen on my social media that are in relation to that. And then on the second half of the episode, I'm going to talk about environment for fathers, what the type of environment that we need to have or we want to have. And maybe I'll mix it up because that'll keep it a little bit more interesting. So this first one, <clears throat> and I actually just posted about it a couple of days ago uh, on my on my Instagram. I posted Chris Williamson talking about it. And obviously got a little blowback because everybody who's a parent thinks that they're the most important person in their kid's life. And you are for a period, but then that starts to fade off. Um, people are like, no, I'm, I'm influential. You know, my kids, bad parents aren't influences. You know, there, there's all this, right? Everybody's slinging mud uh, one way or the other. But the reality is, is that science and research have both said that, uh, that that's not the case. And as kids gets older, your influence goes down. So I'm going to play this first video um, and you guys just listen to it. And then I'll kind of give you my thoughts on it. And, and it's again, it's on my social media. It's way down there, though, because this is something I've been talking about for the last couple of months, just kind of off and on. See if we can. Hold on, let me see if I can get it not to play in my ears. I'm turning these off. Change my speaker. All right, let's see if we get it. Child is born with more than 400 psychological traits that will emerge as they mature, and they have nothing to do with you. Yep. So the idea that you are going to engineer personalities and IQ and academic achievement skills and all these other things just isn't true. Your child is not a blank slate on which you get to write. The better view is that your child is a genetic mosaic of your extended family, Yep. which means this is a unique combination of the traits that run in your family line. I like the shepherd view. You are a shepherd. You don't design the sheep. The engineering view makes you responsible for, for everything. Everything that goes right and everything that goes wrong. This is why parents come to us with such guilt, more guilt than we've ever seen in prior. To All right. So I'm going to leave it there. So this is the idea, right? Shepherd versus engineer. OK, uh, a shepherd doesn't create the sheep. He is responsible for the sheep. He makes sure the sheep get to the right pasture. He corrects the sheep. He makes sure that the sheep aren't attacked by wolves. He makes sure that the sheep are healthy and fed so that they can live long, healthy lives and do whatever it is the sheep do for people. Right. An engineer, on the other hand, would be the one responsible for creating the sheep. And then every step of the sheep's life, he would have to be responsible for. And that's not necessarily the case. Right. With our children, we yes, our genetics, our DNA creates helps create them. But your genetics aren't your genetics alone. They actually come from your whole family line. So you don't even have control over that. So to say when it gets to your kid, all of a sudden you have control 
It's tough, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a really big expectation to put on yourself. And it's not realistic for you to say that I am the engineer of my child or my child's life. That's not the case. You're more, more than likely the shepherd of that child's life and you have some responsibility for where you place them, okay? Here's the, here's the second part of that video and hopefully it plays right away. Malnutrition, the rest of it is just trivial variation. It's where you live, why? Because out of home influences are more powerful in shaping the life course of your child than in-home influences are. And those out-of-home influences are peer groups, other adults, neighborhoods, resources, schools, and the larger community that you made available to this child. That is how you shape your child's life course. The second biggest influence is also out of your hands, and that's genetics. And you don't get to determine that. But if you think parenting is so influential, let me give you two findings that have been replicated many times. When we follow up twins, we are able to calculate how much of their behavior is due to parenting within family environment. And here's what we find. The peak years of parental influence are below seven. From seven on to 12, it drops dramatically. After 15, it's 6%. 6% of the variation in a teenager's behavior is how their parents raise them, that's it. And after age 21, it's zero. There is no influence of parenting on any psychological trait after the age of 21. Now, do not mistake what I'm saying. The knowledge your child possesses, what they know is clearly a function of exposure in the environment. Mm -hmm. But their traits, their abilities, their makeup, their personality, is not short of abuse, neglect, or malnutrition. All right. So if you didn't catch all of that, right? So basically, as your child grows from zero to seven, you are the most influential person in their life. From seven to 12, that begins to change because that child now is spending more time away from your presence, right? They're starting to like to, and I will say they're trying to find their identity at that point, right? If you have a kid that's from, from seven to 12, like I have two of them right now, and they're both trying to find their identity. My my oldest is going into middle school. And I notice on a daily basis, even this morning, she's starting to do things that are different than she has in the past. She's starting to care about how she looks and how she dresses and what's cool and what's the new song and what her friends are talking about at school, where she used to just be like, what are mommy and daddy doing? What is my sister doing? What is my family doing? Now she wants to go and hang out with her friends after school or after their softball games, instead of going home and and just hanging out at the house with me she wants to hang out with her friends for a little bit before we go home that's starting to show and maybe your kid is different and i'm going to hear the arguments and somebody's going to message me and dm me and say well you you should be the most i still am i am still very important to this kid i am still fully present and available in her life but the reality is is that the outside world is going to start to be more important not completely more important, but it's going to gain importance. So maybe I said that wrong. The outside world is going to start to gain importance in their life. Because remember, you are not raising children, you're raising adults. So if you don't even like if you if you hold on tight to that, right, and hold on tight to the fact that you are the biggest influence. How can you expect them to be productive results? I mean, sorry, <laughs> productive adults, right? They have to continue to grow and become better. Right. It is a little egotistical to think that you are the only influence in their life. Now, how you can help them as your influence starts to dwindle is by putting them in the right environment. What schools are they going to? Who are those friends that they're hanging out with? What what like community programs are they in? What like what are the people that you surround them in? What city do you live in? What's your zip code? What's your neighborhood look like? Those type of things. And that's why I say environment, because those type of things are important. And I, I posted about this a couple of days ago. You talk about a, a flower or a tree or a rose. If you if you plant it and it doesn't 
sprout. It doesn't grow. It doesn't turn into a flower. It doesn't produce fruit. We don't blame the seed that we planted. We blame the environment. The soil wasn't right. The water wasn't right. There wasn't enough sun, right? Your child is that same seed, right? For a period of time, you hold that seed in your hand. That is where you are the most influential. If you don't crush it, you don't drop it, you don't do something to it. But once that seed gets planted now, it's the environment, right? Once that seed starts to take its own identity outside of your hands or outside of your house or outside of your presence, and it begins to be its own seed or its own thing, did you put it in proper soil? Is that the right environment? Did you provide enough water? Did you provide enough sunlight? Is there enough oxygen in the air? Like all of these things that you have to do as that tree starts to grow, are you pruning it the way you should be? Are you making sure that you're replacing the pot to give it room to expand? Are you doing all the things that are necessary? Because again, the environment that you place them in is super, super important. And I think a lot of times we are so focused on who we are and what we are as parents. And we take this responsibility, which we should, right? Because we are ultimately at the end of the day, responsible for who they are, like for our children. But we have to understand that other things come into play, like other things start to happen. Um, like again, like again, I, I posted the, the the thing by Chris Chris Williamson where he's talking about like your co the coaches that they have in their lives start to be important, the the teachers that they have in their lives start to be important, the other adults, aunts, uncles, cousins, friends of the family start to be important because they see you as the primary example for who a man or a woman should be. But they are also taking second, third, fourth, and fifth opinions for uh, from other people. Right. That's why role models are so important. That's why people used to get like upset when I was younger. Uh, I remember Charles Barkley had this thing where he was like, I'm not your role model, I'm not your kid's role model. Right. Because you should be your kid's role model, which is true. But the reality is, Charles, is that you're a professional basketball player. And if I play basketball and I see you playing basketball, I'm going to take what you do as the Bible of what I should do as a basketball player. So if you're out on the streets doing something wrong, I'm going to think, hey, I can probably do that too because Charles Barkley did it. The same thing goes as a parent, right? So you still have to uphold a certain standard as a parent. You can't just go out and be all willy-nilly because now the kids only care about what's happening at school with their friends, with their coaches, et cetera, with their teachers. But you have to understand that some of that control, some of that influence that you once had is starting to slide. And you have to be okay with that. What has to happen now as where you had an abundance of time to be impactful because that kid was in your house and they had no other resources. Now you have a more limited amount of time. And what you have to do is be impactful in the time that you have. Because reality is your kids get up and go to school. Most of them, if they're not homeschooled, they go to school for six to seven hours a day. That means already, right? Not including the eight hours that they slept. But then another six hours or seven hours, depending on the school, they're out of your influence, right? So now we're already talking about 14 out of the 24 hours of the day are gone, right? They come home, they do homework. Most of your kids are watching TV. Most of your kids are, are on social media. Some of your kids are playing sports. We're talking about another four to five hours now. So now we're talking about 20-ish hours out of the 24 are gone because they are somewhere else doing something else. So it's really unrealistic for you to think that other things don't have influence on your kids or to get in the comment section and say, only bad, only bad parents don't have that kind of influence. You're wrong. It's not true. 
The majority of your kids' day, as they get older, is spent away from you. So it becomes even more important that, one, when you have that limited time, those couple of hours a day that you have your kids available to you, that you are also available to them. You are present in the moment. You are physically and mentally, as well as emotionally, present in the moment with your children. Okay. Also, because you have a limited amount of time, you're going to have to make sure that you adjust your schedule accordingly to make sure that you are impactful, that you can be physically, mentally, and emotionally present. Because that time is not coming back. You're not going to get back more time. One thing that we cannot buy, no matter what we do, is time. And I think we all know that because we say time is money. But you can't get time back, right? Once that time starts to go, it goes. And as they get older, more and more of that time disappears. Um, there was another post that I saw that I'm actually going to post today. It was from a podcast that I was listening to. And he was talking about parenting. I can't think of the dude's name. He's a comedian, though. But he's talking about parenting. He's talking to his dad. And he was saying the difference between parenting, basically my age, I'm 40. So basically the difference between my parents and me as a parent is that during the 80s and 90s, when we came home from school or we came home for practice, our parents were there, right? Like we didn't have social media, right? My, I, my, mom, and, my mom would send me to school. She'd pick me up from school or I'd walk home or catch the bus, depending on how old we're talking about. And once I got home, I was home. That was it. Like I would go outside to play, but the streetlights came on a couple hours after that. Like I didn't get a whole lot of time. And then I was home and I was, I was a part of the house. The difference now is, is your kids leave in the morning, they go to school, then they come home. But with social media, they bring the outside inside. All those things that are happening outside that you're trying to protect them from, from whatever age, from the time they're born to the time you decide to give them a phone. All these things you're trying to protect them from are now all of a sudden not outside the door. They're inside the room and in their hand. Right. So while you think you have control over everything in the world because your ego tells you I'm a great parent, the reality is, is all those things on the outside have now come inside. And if you're not monitoring it, you are now allowing it in your home. Right. And not like I'm saying there's anything wrong with the way that you parent. You do your thing. Your kids watch their their, their movies or whatever. I had a, a athlete come in yesterday to train with me. And uh, we talk. I ask them every day, every training session, I ask them what they learn in school. And you'd be surprised that most of them learn nothing because they don't pay attention um, or they just don't remember what they learned. Either way, not good. Um, but she said and this is a sixth or seventh grader. She said her teacher told her to watch Bridgerton because they're talking about that time period with kings and queens or whatever. She told her she can go home and watch Bridgerton. And it would teach her some of the stuff that's going on in that time frame. And I told my wife this last night because I never watched Bridgerton. So I'm asking, you know, my wife, was that like good advice? It sounds like terrible advice to tell a kid to go home and watch TV to learn about something we're learning in school. But nonetheless, and my wife was like, absolutely not. What grade is this girl in the Bridgerton? First of all, the sex scenes are insane for middle school, like sex scenes in general. Right. But like it, it's it's an adult themed show for adults like to have a kid go watch that but teacher told her to go watch it she has access to it there's no barriers to it she can hop go home uh, mom going to my room the teacher said that i need to watch something boom watching it now she's exposed to the things that you typically would have kept her separated from the things that you would have kept her away from as a good parent because you're all great parents you you say that your kids aren't doing this or doing that but you really don't know 
right? Social media and having uh, having everything literally be on a phone means all of your fears of the outside world have now come inside and are inside your kid's hand. So when I post something that talks about that level of influence, it's not an indictment on you as a parent. It's not saying that you don't have influence. What I'm saying is, or what it's saying is, is that your influence decreases as a child grows. And so you have to be more resourceful and more involved and engaged on how you're going to continue to make that impact, right? Knowing what you know, and this is something I talk about all the time. If you know better, you do better, right? If you know that things are different, like when my mom and dad, like when I came home, they immediately got to get me back and start influencing me again. When your kids come home, if you're not in their face, they're on their phone. I, I'm look, I'm not saying nothing about your kid. I'm just saying most kids, not your kid, though. Most kids. Right. I wouldn't say your kid, but most kids are on their phones or on TV or being influenced by things that we weren't influenced by. Right. My my <laughs> my daughters are watching something the other day and I just happened to be in the kitchen so I can hear it. I was in earshot and uh, it was like it was cussing, like just flat out cussing. I'm like, yo, what is that? What? What are you guys watching? And I realized that there aren't any channels anymore, right? It's not like like back when we were kids, like channel two through seven was like public access. Everybody had those. So there was some some regulation on the words they can use, right? When you're streaming on Hulu or, or Netflix or whatever it is you have, ain't no regulation, right? They just select the thing and boom, whatever happens, happens. Whatever is going to be on that show is on that show and they're getting exposed to it. So if you're not present, if you're not engaged, if you're not in, uh, available, if you're not in the room, if you're not trying to actively participate in your child's life, you're going to miss those opportunities to stay impactful. And so you can comment on the post that you are the most important influence in your kid's life. And that's true from zero to seven. But after that, you start losing your, your leash on it. And so you need to find ways to continue to be impactful. This is all that is. This All I'm saying is, it's an encouragement. It's a call to action. It's it's a, 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 a request. It's a hope. It's a dream that you continue to be involved and engaged in your kid's life. Don't just hang your hat on the fact that they are you are the most important because they ask you for stuff because they still need you for stuff. You still have to try to work to be as important as you can for your kids. You have to have to have to do that. Right. Because I am I have my own kids. Right. But for the last 15 years. I've been working with youth athletes from eight to 18. And I can tell you, I've seen a huge difference in 2007 to 2023. These kids are completely different. A seven-year-old then is very different than a seven-year-old now. And please believe me, a 13 through 17-year-old is, uh, they're come, they, they're, you wouldn't even re recognize it. Like it's crazy. Okay. So you guys have to make sure that as society advances, as technology is, is, is growing as fast as it can, uh, as artificial intelligence starts happening, as all these things are starting to happen, you have to get back to impacting your kids and the time that you have and understand that that time is diminishing fast. Okay. All right. Here's the second part of environment. Talking about environment for men, right? Talking about the environment that men and fathers have, right? What are we surrounding ourselves with? What is the, uh, what is the soil in our lives? What is the sunlight? What is the, what is the, 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 the water? Like, what are the things that we're putting into our lives? So we had a couple posts, maybe, um, I was really more focusing on this, uh, 
this this kid parent piece but but the fatherhood part is important because again like i said this this month we're, we're focusing on community and uh so i got a couple things i'm gonna play and i think this is one of them i hope it's one of them but it's the steve harvey thing being a man and, a little bit uh, different from being a father is the added responsibility and when you don't see a father in your life man it's hard to know that now the easy thing to say is all you simply have to do is be to your child what was missing in your life. But man, do you know how that is, though? That, okay, so my father didn't go to games with me. I'm going to make sure I go to the games with my son. It's, it's more than that. And I think that the fear in men is real. And men want to do the right thing. And most men want to be good fathers. But a lot of men don't know how. And they don't know where to go to get the proper help to learn how. Women have a network. You all have a support system that men do not have. They just don't, man, because we don't talk about our problems. We don't, man, she hurt me. What? <laughs> hey, hey, man, pull yourself together, dog. <laughs> you know, we, we don't have that, man. We don't go. Women have a support system. I wish men had what women have in terms of support system because we could get more help for young guys that's new fathers where we could teach them how to be fathers. All right. So, so Steve's talking about like women have support groups. Like they, they, they are more open with what's going on in their life. And so they go and they talk to each other and they support each other and they build each other up in some regards. Women are probably women's most worst enemy, but also their best friends, right? Cause they, they will relate to each other and they're not afraid to share, uh, what they're experiencing with another woman and they share their, their common frustrations and they work together uh, more so than men. For whatever reason, men have uh, through society and through pressures and societal pressures, we've gotten to the point where we are trying to do everything on our own. Even if we have no idea how to do it, we, we, the, at the, we might Google it. <laughs> we might hop on YouTube and YouTube university it, but as far as like reaching our arm across and talking to another guy about it, uh, he's going to think I'm weak or he's going to think I'm not knowing. I don't know what I'm talking about or he's going to think I'm scared or we're so afraid that somebody's going to think we're afraid that we'll <laughs> we'll suffer in silence. And I think when we have like I have the the, the, the coaching groups and the and the, the fatherhood groups that I work with, um, it the best part about it is not like. Because I, I am just a man, right? I'm not anybody special. I've done some research. I've done my homework. I've got my degree. I've done all those things, right? But at the end of the day, I am giving you advice or I'm telling you things or I'm coaching you up on things that you probably already know, right? There's a lot of things that I tell guys that I they they already know, but they they just don't. They know the what, but they don't know the how, they don't know the why, right? Nobody really ever explained the how or the why, right? You know, as a father, you're supposed to be a provider, you know, as a father, you're supposed to be a protector, you know, as a father, you're supposed to do all these things, right? But you don't really know how or why. You just go with the what, okay, I'm, I'm a man, this is, I'm a, and then you don't really know, like, what's the how behind it? What's the why behind it? And then we don't ask, and nobody shares openly, right? That's the whole purpose of this podcast and this page is to share all of these things that we don't otherwise see. I'll be completely honest with you. Before I started on this mission, before I started on this journey, before I started to really focus on my purpose as a father, to focus on my purpose to help build other fathers and help build other men, I didn't see none of this stuff. I'm still now having to actively go pursue it. 
I'm still now having to actively, actively go talk to people, seek people out, message people, talk to dudes on the street. I see an old dude with a with a kid or a grandkid, and I'm you know I spark up some conversation because in that that grocery line, he might drop a gem on me that I can use with my family. But men don't do that, right? They just we just don't share, we don't conversate, we don't talk, we don't do what we need to do in order to build each other up. When we don't have that. We don't also have a, a, an accountability system or a partner or a group that can say, hey, man, remember those things you talked about? Remember that goal you had to be a great man, a great father? Remember the things you talked about last week or things we were going to do the action items or things that we said we were going to do? You said X, Y and Z. And now you're coming back this week talking about you didn't complete X, Y and Z. What's up with that? Right. I posted something a few weeks ago talking about uh, from Entrebeliever, and I, I really love his stuff lately. Um, they're building a, a community, building a, a brand building community. And if I get a brand, I'm definitely going to talk to him um, or, or get on their program. But talking about building a community, and he was saying that, uh, you know, lions don't hang out with other animals. Like lions just hang out with lions, right? Like if you're a cheetah, you don't hang out with a lion. Sure, if you're a cheetah, right, you, you're a big quote unquote, big cat, you're fast, you eat things, you live out in similar area, but cats, but lions and cheetahs don't hang out together. They're both cats, but lions and cheetahs don't hang out together, right? Because the standard for a lion is lion, not cheetah. It's not just being a cat. The standard for a lion is lion, right? And so for men, for fathers, for husbands, if we aren't surrounding ourselves with people who have a similar standard of being, or at least are trying to get to a level or trying to get to a, a point in their life where we want to be better, want to be stronger, want to be more, more involved, more impactful. We're not surrounding ourselves with people who also want to do that. Then the standard gets lower. The bar gets lower. Like I want to be around a bunch of lions. You know what I mean? I want to be around a bunch of dudes who are trying to be better men, right? I don't mind though, Right. And this is obviously where coaching comes in. I don't mind reaching down and helping pull somebody up. But at the same time, I need somebody on this side that's going to pull me up. Right. Like when I'm in a pack or a pride of lions. I don't always want to be the, the head lion. Right. Because the head lion, nobody really nobody really encourages them to get better. Right. It's just you just keep being the head lion until eventually some young buck comes up and say, hey, I'm going to be the head lion now. Which in, which forces that lion now to be better? You under, you understand the, the the process is like you have to surround yourself with an environment that is going to encourage you to be better, right? That means at some point you're going to lose some of those people that you may have been hanging out with, right? On the path to becoming a better you, you're going to have to leave some things behind. It's unfortunate. It is what it, it may be. Some of the things that you like for yourself, maybe some of the people that you hung out with, and maybe some of the things that you do. Right. When you become a man, you put away your childish things. When you become a father, it's different than being a man. You're not just a man anymore. Right. You now have a title. It's the same thing when you're when you're dating someone and then you become their husband. It's different. You don't still treat them like you're dating them. Yes, you still date them. That's a big tip. If you're a husband, you should still be dating your wife. But she's not just your girlfriend. Right. You don't treat her like a girlfriend anymore. There's there's some real responsibility. And the same thing becomes when you're a father. You don't just get to be a man anymore. You have to be a higher level man. You have to be a higher functioning man because your title now, it it means that it means more. Right. You went from being just a guy working the front desk to now you're the manager. 
right? You were working in the, in the mail room uh, and now you've gotten promoted to be a father, right? Now you're in a, in a corporate office, you're in the C-suites, right? And so as, as somebody who's now responsible for multiple people who live underneath you or work around you or, or, or whose being depends on you, then you have to be a better you. And in order for you to be a better you, you have to seek out other lions or other people who are, who are on the same path, the same trajectory uh, as you, right? If, if you talk about trees, but tree is not growing, it's dying. If you're not getting better as a man or better as a father, you don't, you don't stay the same. You're going backwards, right? Because everything else around you is advancing. The kids are getting older. The world is moving faster. The relationships are changing around you. And if you're content with where you are right now, you're going to be left behind. You're going to get to stay where you are right now and everybody else is going to move on. And everybody else is going to get further ahead. And your kids are going to start leaving you behind because the dad you are to a seven-year-old is not going to work at, to a 17-year-old. To a not the same kind of dad. You can't be, right? You can't be the same. So if you're content in your fatherhood right now, Right. And you're like, oh, I don't need to. I don't need to get in a group. I'm killing this fatherhood thing or I don't need to be in a group. I'm 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 killing it as a man right now. Good luck, brother, because the world is moving fast and those people around you are moving fast and they're growing and they're changing and they're learning and they're expanding. And if you aren't growing and changing and learning and expanding, they are going to leave you behind. And then you're going to wake up one day and be like, yo, what happened? My kids, did you, uh, you know, I, I poured into them. I did everything that I could. But did you really like if you just honestly ask yourself right now? Right. And even I, as much as I work on my my husbandry, I don't know if there's a word for it. As much as I work on my husbandry, <laughs> as much as I work on trying to be a good father, I fall short every day. I have mistakes every day. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm far from it. I'm not a fatherhood guru. I'm not a, a, a husband guru. I make mistakes. My wife gets mad at me. My kids can't stand me. My daughter was uh my daughter uh, was mumbling under her breath in the kitchen this morning and I caught her because of something I said, like, I'm not always the like the best father. Right. I'm not always a gentle parent. I am sometimes. And I told my wife this last night, every once in a while. The people at the zoo need to hear the lion roar. Because if the lion doesn't roar, he's just another cat. Like you go to the zoo and you walk past the cage and the lion is just laying there most of the time because they just, you know, they're they're captive, right? They just, they're alive. People feed them. They walk back and forth and they lay down most of the time. The lions are probably the most boring thing at the zoo until one of them lions just lets out a roar, right? And then the whole, the whole like zoo crowds around, right? So my wife last night, the kids were going to bed and I was coming home from the gym and they did something and she, she barked at them, right? She, she growled at them and she felt bad about it. And I was like, you don't have to feel bad because the lions need to know that you can roar. I mean, sorry, the people need to know that you can roar. They need to know that if they mess up, you still can get that ass. Like, it ain't, it ain't no, you know what I mean? They need to know that that's a possibility. And you have to, as a as a father, still have that. So like I said, I I am not perfect all the time. And I can look back at and, and have some, some self-awareness and know that I need to continue to get better. Um, and and I, I think that goes for everybody. And everybody needs to be aware of their ability to get better be stronger um, and improve. And it doesn't have to be by leaps and bounds, just a little bit every day, right? Because you're going to make a mistake. You're going to mess up. You're going to do something wrong on a daily basis. But as long as you're continuing to take a step forward, uh, you're going to be okay, right? <clears throat> here's here's something that to, to kind of go off of that too, is like we talk about 
every day taking a step forward and getting better. I think sometimes when we say that, people think of it as like a, a slope, right? And we just got to always be going uphill. And that's not really the case because if you look at a, a set of stairs, it's an up and then there's a plateau and there's an up and there's a plateau, right? So when we say taking a step, we're talking more like stairs and less like running a hill. You want to move up, right? And then you're going to you know, flatline a little bit. But your goal is still to move up. So you take the next step. And you flatline a little bit and you take the next step, right? It doesn't always have to be this. Because when you're doing just this, the next thing is that, right? Like every, all things that go up must come down. So if you don't get any, any like balance, if you don't uh, base a little bit, right? You, you end up falling off and you fall, you burn out. Like I can't, I can't father hardcore all the time. Sometimes I got to take some time off. I got to go and recharge and, you know, take some time. And I'm trying to learn how to golf right now. So I got to take some time and go like lose some golf balls on the course, <laughs> go to the driving range and be completely pissed off afterwards. Um, I don't know how you guys at golf do it. Yeah, it's the most frustrating thing ever. It's like, and, and then when I get it good, I'm like, yes. And then the next swing is like, um, but I'm going to get better at it, man. I'm going to keep working at it. It's, it's enough, right? Good swing, flat. <laughs> good swing, flat. Um, anyway, so back to environment. Again, talking about this all week. I got to actually get up out of here. I got to go because I got a, 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 an event that I got to make it to. But anyway, um, check your community. Check your circle. See who you have around you. Is it enough to support you and get you to the next level, right? I would say no, even if you have a really good group, because I got a really good tight-knit circle of fathers that, I, that I'm always around. My kids are around. I, you know, Their wives are dope. They're, they are dope. Their kids are dope. This is my close-knit inner circle, and I still am outside that circle pulling in things because their, their reach or knowledge is only so far, right? Outside of that, there's another ring of people uh, that I reach out to, that I get help from, that I, that I, you know, because the group that I'm around, we're all around the same age. So we we are going through different things. One of my homies has a, like an almost adult son, so he can give us a little bit of help. But other than that, like we all got kids around the same age. So if I'm asking questions, I'm struggling with something. Yes, we can talk about it because we got similar struggles. But like if I got a, a 14 year old question, nobody got 14 year old kids. They don't know. They can't tell me nothing about that. So I need to have a circle outside of that. Right. Uh, as far as, as being a husband goes, I, me and my wife have been together for 23 or 24 years. Right. Um, but one of my friends in the group has been married for, it is a big difference of being together and being married. So I can get a, like long-term marriage advice for him. Um, you have to have these people in your life that help push you or pull you into the direction that you want to go. This is why I have the, the men's groups that I have. This is why I'm taking all of those men's groups and putting them together because I'm finding that a lot of people are dealing with some of the similar things. So the link is in my bio. Uh, to join the Fit for Fatherhood group. Um, there's there's a ton of things that are going to be in there. Uh, once we officially launch, you guys are getting in early if you get in now. Um, and as we build it out, you'll be a part of it. Um, somebody told me to just start it and, and build it as you go. Like get on a plane, head to your destination and build a plane while you're in it and on your way. And that's what I'm going to do. Um, there's some things that I for sure want to talk about faith, family, fitness, finance, those things I think are really important. Obviously the four pillars, I think of fatherhood, um, 
but other things we'll build in there, right? Other things we'll talk about, other things we'll discuss. I want to do a weekly uh, Zoom meeting, right? Where we get on and we can just discuss because I love doing the podcast. I love doing these lives, but they're very one-sided. Uh, the podcast interviews, even that, it's a dialogue, but it's only, you can only access what we're saying. You can't ask questions. You can't do things like that. And so I want to do those weekly Zooms where like, shoot, I might have a question for one of you. Like I might have a question for, you know, somebody with a little more uh, gray in his beard. Like, hey, dude, what's going on with this? What's going on with that? Uh, because while I'm trying to pull people up and help men be better men, I'm not saying I'm I'm a great one. I'm doing okay. But I also want to be pulled up and I also want to be pushed and encouraged. Like, I want one of you to be like, yo, Rod, you said last week that you was going to do. What's up with that, coach? Like, what you were like, you know what I mean? You just the, the pot calling the skillet black. Like, what you doing, dog? Get your stuff together. I need that because if or if I'm going to be better, I want to be held accountable. Right. I just posted a, a thing from Jay-Z about that. Right. Jay-Z, probably one of the best rappers, probably one of the best mis- businessmen. A uh, billionaire has created multiple billionaires, but he, he, for what I'm doing, I want to be accountable right? for keeps what I'm doing. Sharp. Keeps me sharp. sharp. Let me know that I'm, I can't play around. I have to do what I said I'm going to do. I'm self-motivated. So that's fine. You know, the extra pressure is fine too. Oh, I, I want to be held accountable. Right. I, I want to be held accountable. I want somebody to put my foot to the fire. I want somebody, as I like you said, pouring into pouring into them to be pouring into me, like to build me up. Right. Um, this is the last thing I'm going to post and I got to go. Uh, I appreciate you guys that have jumped on uh, for you guys that are listening to the podcast or watching it on YouTube. Um, thank you, as always, for following, for listening. Uh, I really appreciate you guys for hopping on. Um, if you're not already following me on social media, uh, I'm on Instagram at four fifth fatherhood, the number four uh, fifth fatherhood, the website, www.fourfifthfatherhood.com. Uh, um, trying to think of where else you can find me. Those are two places I'm most active. Um, if you're, if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you subscribe uh, so you can keep up to date on all the episodes and things that are going on. Um, and then I'm going to leave you guys with this last post from, like I said, Entrebeliever. They have been putting out some great stuff and I know they're building a community. Um, so if you guys got a brand and this is I'm not getting paid for this. I just like I just like what they're doing. Um, if you got a brand, a clothing business or something that you're trying to build, I might take uh, take some listen to what they're doing and see if you can be a part of it. But this is the last thing. And I'm going to leave you with this and then I'm out of here. Not because they're not dope. But because I have all of this baggage, but I also have a dream. But when you get with the right people, mm-hmm. this is where real community starts taking place. So it's like I'm tapped in with my man right here, and he actually cares about who I'm becoming. Then my man right here is like, nah, bro, you, you can do Then I don't even, even know her. She lives in a different space than I do, but she inspires me to do better. And mm-hmm. then it's just the ability of somebody who made it through telling you you can do more. That is what real community looks like. That's it, right? Because sometimes we don't believe ourselves. We don't think that we deserve it. I, I When I was, uh, I don't really do a whole lot of it anymore, but when I was coaching fitness clients for busy dads who were trying to lose 20 to 30 pounds without spending hours in the gym or uh, you know, taking these crazy workout pills and all these things, right? One of the things that I realized is that 
like I said before, everybody knows what it's 2023. Everybody knows what they should or shouldn't be eating for the most part. Everybody knows they should be working out. They know they should be doing this, should be doing that. Worst case scenario, they can Google it. There's millions and millions of programs. What I realized is that these guys were coming to me and getting coached by me because it was a way to give themselves permission to live the life that they wanted to live. They had accepted for themselves this fate that they were going to be overweight, that they were going to struggle, and that was just who they were. They had accepted the identity, right? Having a dad bod and a beer belly was just cool. It just is what it is. You have kids, this is what you do. You get married, you get out of shape. This is what you do. And getting a coach was giving them permission to take back their life. So getting in this group is giving you permission to take back your fatherhood, to take back your manhood, to take back your life and go be the man and the father and the husband that the people in your life deserve. They deserve the best version of you. And that's what I'm leaving you guys with. You deserve the best version of you and the people in your life deserve the best version of you. And if you're going to be a better man and a better father, the first thing you got to do is be a better you. Think about your environment. Think about your community. Think about the environment that you're putting your children in and help everyone grow. Appreciate you guys. Talk to you later. You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at you can call me coach on Instagram. Also follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on you can call me coach. Uh, go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it.